This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Wentworth Kings Meadow, the show that has just about warmed up and is rather pleased to be back to winning waves. After the disappointing performance away at Manchester City last week, manager Emma Hayes promised no more slow starts. Her team didn't really get the memo. Chelsea was slow, ponderous and susceptible to a West Ham United counter-attack. Uh, with midfield pairing Sophie Ingle and Melly Leopold often overran and if not for some wayward West Ham finishing, Chelsea could have been chasing this game as well. Uh, then, as Chelsea often do, came to life in an instant. Leopold's winning the ball high up the pitch, finding Frank Kirby, who with some quick feet released and overlapping Neve Charles, who placed a pinpoint cross to the head of returning Sam Kerr, who headed home past her international teammate Mackenzie Arnold in the West Ham goal. Uh, the second half began in the same vein, with West Ham looking dangerous on the break until the double change of Aaron Cuthbert and Shoke Nuskin. I'm still not that right. They were singing It's OK, Nuskin. Uh, at the game, so that's definitely not right. Um, saw Chelsea switch back to a to a free midfield and grab control of the game. Chelsea then saw their quality begin to show with Lauren James firing just wide and a Neve Charles cross almost deflected in for an own goal. The result felt safe, but was confirmed just as we entered injury time with all three midfielders combining before a cup at one two with Jesse Fleming. Put the Scott through on goal to confirm the victory, the goal that helped raise the temperature as a clinical Chelsea side briefly returned to the top of the WSL table. And the title of the show tonight went to Mo Kings Meadow 108. It's cold, clinical, a little bit Canadian, Chelsea. And we'll explain why uh, in a moment. Firstly, uh, as Jane has tidied her room, she's not available. But um, my good friend uh, is here, thankfully. Although he tried to trick me, he wasn't. Uh, Mr. Dane Whittle, Dane, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, you too. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. You did well? Yeah, really well, yeah. A mischievous mood earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had about four of you on the go, so I thought I'd uh, I'd get you involved as well. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. I was, was enjoying my dinner at the time. 
Uh, we have got two guests with us, both of whom are making their, their debuts on the show tonight, uh, in no particular order. Uh, Mr. Owen Armstrong. Owen, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Dean. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, now, with people that are on the show for the first time, I get them to sort of explain their support of Chelsea, so how they became about supporting Chelsea, specifically the women's teams, their favourite players, their favourite moments, etc. So, do you want to do a little intro for the listeners? I'm an Zone. I started following Chelsea women. The seat, the seasons started properly following them when the season when COVID hit. I watched them a few times before, but not prop, but not didn't properly get into it. But since I've been watching more and more women's football over the past few years, I've been following Chelsea women much, much more, and I've tried try to get to every every game possible. But with kickoff times. Sometimes being late on a Sunday evening is not always doable. But if I can always get to every game possible, I always can. Yeah, if you don't know Owen or not seen him on, on Twitter, etc., he goes to lots of football matches uh, during the week and the weekend. So um, when we, I do the Twitter at the end, but make sure to give him a follow uh, because he is one of the home and away Chelsea fans, and we love them on the show. Uh, now the reason for the title, which was you know a bit Canadian, is because of our next guest who is in the UK at the moment. Uh, was at the game at the weekend, uh, and that is uh, Serena Chong. Is that right, Chong? We would drop the E yes. and say Chong. Yeah, so, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. I've got something right then. <laughs> Didn't get Miskin's name right, but I got yours. That's good. Uh, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Oh, uh, not too bad. My jet lag has finally evaporated, which is great because I leave tomorrow morning well, that's okay how are you doing Dean yeah I'm okay no jet lag for me uh used to this time zone um but yes um same as Owen obviously first time on the show uh your story sort of following Chelsea and um obviously you're, you're from Canada for those that haven't worked that one out yet um thought that's pretty obvious by now but how did you come about supporting Chelsea etc well, uh, I always had the the Premier League in the background as a kid, as my dad always followed it. Um, he's a Arsenal fan himself, oh. um, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I've I've been following the women's game, uh, specifically the Canadian women's national team, since about 2010 or 2012, and then. Uh, I mentioned to a friend a few years ago, I think it was after, just after the Tokyo Olympics that, you know, it'd be great to have a club team to follow. It kind of sucks to just have, you know, these tournaments that come up every few years. And um, and that's how I ended up following it. So he suggested Chelsea, because he's a lifelong Chelsea fan, mentioned that there were a couple of Canadians. Uh, well, there was a Canadian on the team Jesse Fleming at that time so started watching some games and to the great disappointment of my dad here I am a Chelsea fan yeah well when you've got a Canadian in the team it's almost got to be done now there's obviously three uh so is that sort of extra special for you and your friends in, in Canada watching those you know those three play for Chelsea yeah for sure it's given us you know some sort of connection it makes the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. start times over the weekend a lot more bearable when you've got um, national team players. Uh, 
that you can you can watch on a regular basis but I've just fallen in love with the rest of the the Chelsea team as well yeah we are big fans of Jesse Fleming and even if you're not Canadian she's a good reason to support Chelsea uh, obviously with her 100 appearance as well uh, the other week uh, which is good uh, now on the show uh, tonight in part one we look at Emma Hayes' team selection uh, Chelsea's slow start Sam Kerr's opener and out Emma Hayes' sub sealed the win and in part two, I want to talk a little bit about the atmosphere uh, on Saturday and then more about Serena's visit to the UK in more detail. Now, remember, you can listen to the show live every Tuesday, normally at 8pm, and join in with the show via the live chat page uh, by heading to mixlutzmixlr.com and searching for Wentzmo Kings Meadow. And we've got uh, our good friend Buffer73 in the house already, uh, so look forward to talking with him during the show. Um, and we're going to get into all that and more after this short break. Just get straight into it, and uh, obviously Chelsea versus West Ham this past Saturday, the 14th of October 2023 at Kings Meadow. Chelsea lining up in a 3-4-2-1 formation with Chiro Mizovic in goal, a back three of Millie Bright, Naomi Mielda and Jess Carter. Ashley Lawrence and Neve Charles played as wing-backs with Sophie Ingle and Manny Leopold in the midfield, uh, with Lauren James and Frank Kirby supporting Sam Kerr in attack. Emma Hayes made just four of her, of her five available substitutions with uh, Aaron Cuthbert and Nuskun replacing Ingle and Kirby in the 56th minute. And then in the 78th minute, Aggie Beaver-Jones and Jesse Fleming replaced Kerr and James. Uh, that left Anne Katchenberger, Eve Perisay, Hannah Ritten-Cameron, Kalichi Buchanan and Yelena Chankovic as the unused subs. And then stats-wise, Chelsea had 72% possession, 19 shots, 7 on target, 9 corners and 5 fouls. Uh, to compare to West Ham's 28% possession, 14 shots, 2 on target, 3 corners uh, and 9 fouls. Uh, and, and Dane, I'll come to you first because we spoke about this a little bit last week uh, regarding the goalkeeper, but Mazovic is still there. Um, do you think that's sort of confirmed their place now or are we still going to talk about this next week? Yeah, I, you know, we've we've gone round and round on, on, on this of the debates about the goalkeeping position and, you know, just when we think... I said a couple of seasons ago, I think she started five or six in a row and we we was literally... Had her in for the rest of the season, and then the very next game, Emma picked and Catherine Berger. So you know what? It's just a it's just a wait and see moment, isn't it? You would, if you would put your money on on her being in goal in the next game, and you'd be very brave, just based on on Emma's previous selections when it comes to the goalkeepers. You would think it is it's the way it's going, but you know. Yeah, well, I look forward to asking you next week then what you think. <laughs> That's exactly the same. Yeah, just repeat, just repeat. Yeah, um, Serena. Obviously, you know the big thing up up front is probably Kirby and Kerr starting it. You know, for Chelsea and being in the UK for the game. Uh, would you pleased to see those two up front? Yeah, I didn't think it would happen. Um, I missed the news that uh, Kerr was fit. Um, during the the Friday presser, I believe I was busy, but it it was a good a good surprise and having to see a 
haven't been able to see Kirby's first start in a while as well was also pretty special. Yeah, I don't normally get in the ground till just as the kickoff's happening, so I don't really know the team either until they're obviously out there waiting to start. Um, so it was a nice surprise for me as well. Uh, I mean, obviously last week we went to a back four. This was back to the back three we saw against Tottenham in the opening game. Do you think the back three is something we're going to see a lot of this season? I think we probably will, but I I prefer playing with a back four because you've got more more players at the back rather than getting overly run. Yeah, it's interesting as well, wasn't it? That it was Marin playing in the middle and not not Millie. Uh, she was on the right hand side. Why do you think that was? Because I think Marin had a few one on ones with you know, a quick West Ham striker. Um, looked yeah. a bit odd to me. Yeah, I thought it did. I thought it looked quite odd as well. Yeah, Dan, did you obviously make of that from home? Did they speak any bit about it on the commentary? Not really. I didn't go into much detail. Obviously, Marin starting in, you know, I'm very, very uh, biased to Marin Milder. So when she starts, it's like a, you know, like I, I, I will struggle to criticise her, even if she has a bad game. Obviously, she didn't. She wasn't involved against City, was she? She, she didn't come on as a, as a late sub. I, I don't believe, if I can remember correctly. So, this is, obviously, she would have come in and almost. Obviously, because they swapped for formations, so Fleming was out, Milder was in, but Milder was obviously the deep line centre back. Yeah, it's I can get it because you know she's such a calm head under pressure. You can understand why you'd be worried about fast attacks. But I thought she coped well. I thought obviously she was shielded well by obviously Bright and Carter. Although I thought Bright, I thought she she had a she had a challenge on her hand because obviously where Lawrence was so far up on the right side, there was a lot of space in behind her. So what, not only was she keeping an eye on Marin, uh, Malisha's also keeping an eye on that right side. So she had a lot of work to do, and I thought she did it her usual capable self. But yeah, I thought Mild had a steady game. Uh, she can play a number of positions, as we know. Where it be right back in a, in, in a four centre back, even midfield, which we don't really see her in 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 much anymore. Did she, did she start the she start the season in midfield? Didn't she? No, she the, the right centre back. Okay, sorry, yeah. So we don't really see her. So I was correct. Then we don't really see her much in midfield anymore. But I think she's a she's a good you know international established player who who, who you need in your squad. You know, I've said many a times she's a captain. She's a leader. And the most successful teams in, in in all sports, especially the football world, have had four, five, six leaders. You go back to the men's team of Chelsea, one of the most successful teams. We had about four, five, six, seven captains in 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 that team, international captains. So yeah, I've got no problem with her starting. Yeah, I mean, Tareem, do you think the the overall end goal for Emma Hayes is going to be the cannon in that defence in place of probably Marin? You would say. Uh, we haven't heard a lot about her this season, Buchanan, but probably fitness related or, or injury related that she's not in the team. But do you think that's going to be her go to that free at the back? That would be my assumption. Um, you don't bring in a player of Buchanan's caliber if you don't expect them to start when fit. Um, I, I'll be the first to admit that she hasn't been the greatest since joining Chelsea, which has been a little disappointing given her past um, international experience, but, you know, hoping she gets fit soon, um, reintegrates into the squad and play some, um, play back up to her uh, usual standards pre-arriving at Chelsea. But yeah, that, that would be my assumption. 
What's yeah. the rumours on her then, Dean? Because she was an unused sub first game of the season, not involved at all the second game, and an unused sub the third. So that means she must mean she's either struggling for fitness or she's just making up the numbers at the moment. Well, yeah, no one asks Emma Hayes these sort of questions. Anyway. You, you never get, you hardly get any leaks. That's, you know, that's quite annoying about the. Yeah, I like what they did with the men's team now, where they put a list out every week. You know, who's injured, who's not playing. They don't yeah. like to do that. Or what Emma doesn't like to do that, at least. Um, but hopefully, you know, there's another break coming up after next weekend's game. So, uh, I don't, is there international football? Yes, yes, yes there so is. We'll find out if she gets picked for, for Canada. Well, she's not the only one catching up on fitness, is she? You know, we're lucky yeah. to get a good nearly an hour out of Kerr. And I oh, know Kerr played the whole game, didn't she? Uh, no, no, she came off after 50. But yeah, so you've got a good 60 odd minutes out of Kerr and Kirby. So if you if you think over the whole season, going to need some minutes out of Buchanan sooner or later to get her, get it in her legs. Yeah, so yeah, she did. Sorry. Um, I just looked it up. She did play um, the two Olympic qualifier games for Canada against Jamaica um, back at the end of September. So I, I personally wasn't able to watch those games myself. But uh, if she was able to play those games, I wonder if she might have picked up a knock at some point during uh, training or practice. Yeah, going to assume, and hopefully someone. Ask Emma Hayes a football-related question at a press conference uh, one day. Uh, we live in hope. Uh, now, Dan, you mentioned international captains. One of those uh, is Sophie Ingle. A uh, lot of talk about her on online, mainly less so at the stadium. But what did you make of her performance? Uh, passing, not great. Uh, she will always screen the defensive areas and midfield areas well. She will close down. She will put her foot in. She'll do the dirty work, which sometimes you don't notice because, you know, people just want to see the flair of the game. But, yeah, a couple of passes went astray, long and short. Uh, and you could tell when when she went off. I think she was probably doubly disappointed in being substituted and possibly disappointed in her games. The second time within a week where she's been taken off quite early on as well. Uh, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a slow start to the season. Once again, I thought, so how do we pronounce it? Nuskin? Nuskin, yeah. Nuskin, see, the who I thought had, who I, who I thought had a, a quite a good game against Spurs. She, you know, started off a little bit slow, but she really grew into the game and then we didn't really see her. Obviously, surprise we talked about last week, Cuthbert starting, who we thought was, was terribly unfit. Uh, but then you see a week's training because when, when Aaron come on, she, she, she added a different dimension to our play. Fast moving, fast passing, uh, really agile, and she she looked like she had a good week of training. So yeah, it's hard one. It's hard one regarding Ingle, but not really, not nowhere near ready to write her off yet. You know, we've seen slow starts to the season for for many players. Sam Kerr, you look back at her, her Chelsea career; she, she she's she is known for a slow start, and people start talking nonsense about her, I and mean, she really grows into it and uh, finds her goal scoring touch. Yeah, I mean, what did you make of, of Ingle's performance? Do you think it was just maybe an, an off day for her or perhaps the way that West Ham set up with the low block and then breaking quickly didn't really suit her game? I thought West West Ham was set up quite defensively. Defensively, quite a good week. Struggled, struggled, to, struggled to break them down quite a lot. But when but when we did manage to break them down, they, was, they seemed quite quick to 
react and get the ball back. Yeah, and do you think sort of that didn't help Sophie in, in the game because she got bypassed a few times? She lost no, possession a couple of times. Do you think it was the pace was too quick for her? Definitely. I think I think they, they they were quite up rare and ready to go and I think Sophie just 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 wasn't able up to cope up to speed with it. Yeah, I mean, Serena, I always want to stay respectful of a player like Sophie Ingle, like a legend of, of the club. Do you think it's a situation where the more the season goes on, the less we'll see of her sort of starting matches and she'll be used more sort of coming on the end of games to see out results? That's what I would do. But uh, as you said earlier, um, or I think Dane was the one who actually said it, uh, predicting what Emma will do is, you know, a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have new skin on the team and with how well she's done you know once she got her her feet under her in that spurs game i don't it sounds it sounds harsh or almost cruel to say it but i don't i don't see a reason to start sophie angle as much as we have anymore now that we've got someone younger faster and someone we want to integrate more into the core of this team to play that position instead but you know it's Emma who knows maybe we'll see Sophie and will start every single Champions League game <laughs> I wouldn't pull it past her we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the new sort of the new midfield uh, as we'll put it uh, in a little while I want to talk about um, then the opening goal, because that's the first time we really pressed West Ham high up the pitch uh, because they did get the ball forward quite quickly. Uh, and we obviously, Leopold's won it back. Quick pass to Kirby, some good feet, and, and Neve Charles was there with the cross. And that was a you know, a real Chelsea goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought Melanie had a good game as well. I thought, I know you, you I don't know if I'm going to put you in it now if you said on the air or off the air mm-hmm. last week that you thought. Her engine's gone a little bit and she's uh, the box-to-box style of her play is not really in effect anymore. But I thought she had a good game. I thought Fran showed touches. You could easily, you know, when you've got cast players coming back from injury, they're, they're still going to have flashes, aren't they? But they need, they need the minutes under their belt to get flowing. Uh, and I was... Neve, Neve had a couple of chances to uh, cross of her left, but she would... Uh, check back and, and swift it onto the right. And this is the first time she went with her left and it was a beautiful cross, which I really hope she trusts her, her left foot. She could be like a triple threat, Neve Charles. What we're talking about is a midfielder, an attacking midfielder who's had to learn a fullback, a fullback role. And she can add another attacking dimension to our play. If she, because if a chance comes to her, she can finish. She can also assist. And if she trusts that left foot more like she did for Sam's goal, and that is a triple threat. And that is someone who we can be really excited about. You know, I, I was the first to to not really want to go on the ride of, of pushing her in into the fullback role or the wing back role. You know, there were some games which was hard to watch. But, you know, as Serena said, you know, this is Emma. She, she makes these decisions. She persisted with it. And we're starting to see the fruits, you know, the benefits of that now. And I thought she's she had an outstanding game, Neve. Now, standing start to the season. And as I said, if you've got someone who can cross to the left and right foot, it's going to add assists and being in a position to be able to finish if she gets it. Because, you know, there's going to be some games where 
Kerr's going to be tied up, Fran's going to be tied up, Lauren's going to be struggling, and we're going to need someone else to step up. And all it takes is a chance to fall throw, and she will finish it. So very excited to see how she's going to go this season. But also excited to see Kerr get off the mark. Because as I said, I think she she is notoriously known for slow starting to a season. And, you know, for her height, you put the ball into the box, she's beaten most defenders in the air uh, and usually scoring with her head. She's an absolute beast of a header of a football. So really happy for her because I thought her touch was a little bit off as well. But this is not a criticism. This is just what happens when you're, when you're, when you, you know, you're, you're, you're needing to find fitness and you're, you're, you're trying to find that preseason you missed out on by playing games and it is, it is hard to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, as, as Dane mentioned, you know, Sam is, you know, known for slow starts and she looked off the pace. Yeah. When she came on against Man City, um, she missed a couple of good chances as well in, in this game. But you know, to see her get a goal, that's going to be great for her confidence going forward. In, in the, as the weeks go, she'll get that fitness back. And we're going to oh, start yeah, to see the real Sam, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Give, give it bits of time because she didn't play pre-season for us. Then I think you'll see the real fast-paced Sam Kerr back, definitely. Yeah, we need her. And Serena, obviously, uh, you've had a pretty good view of that goal, wouldn't you, from where you were sat? Yeah, um, you know, as you have all said, Sam still isn't back up to full fitness. I thought she looked slower than her usual self, but you know, when you when you've got a knack for headers like that, all you need to do is be in the right place at the right time um, and then launch yourself up. It's I'm a I think I'm around the same height as uh, Sam and. The, the height she's able to get to is crazy when I think about it. She's got amazing vertical. It's almost a cheat code, isn't it? You can put the ball in the box and have this five foot something striker just leap up in the air uh, over everyone uh, and get the header in. Um, and she'd missed a, a header earlier in the game. Um, yeah, surprise, yeah. Probably missed it quite. This one. Uh, but yeah. yeah, good to see her score. And hopefully, you know, as she gets the fitness back, she enjoyed a beer on Sunday, uh, hopefully just the one. I'm sure Emma will be scrolling through social media posts, working out how many beers she had at, at the <laughs> American football uh, at the Tottenham Stadium. Um, and then the second half, uh, Chelsea started again pretty slowly as West Ham that had the better chances. And Emma made two subs at my favourite time, the 56th minute. So it's 10 minutes after the second half starts. You could see she had this plan from half time, but she was giving it the ten minutes, uh, and it really worked. Didn't it? The two midfielders, Niskan and Copper, coming on, really changed the outlook of the game. Yeah, as I said, probably two or three times. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but a good fifty-six minutes for Kirby. More on fitness for her rather than the performance, but we know the class she's got, so so that will come. And not too much of a criticism. I was I was glad to see like a good half an hour from Nuskin and and Aaron as well. Who, as I previously said, I thought struggled at City, but Emma would have made that decision based on how she how well she trained in that week leading up to City. So, you know, I doubt only we know how only she knows how well how well they trained and why she made that decision. It didn't pay off, but I thought she looked really lively. When she came on, as I said earlier, she, she was moving around, very agile, fast pace, and she was moving the ball quicker and, and, and getting the ball, moving it on, making herself available, which I really like. Pass, move, pass, move, pass, move. Looked really lively. So I can only presume she's had a really good week of training because she looked... A week's a long time in football, which is an old cliche, but 
literally that week of training, she looked like a different player from from last week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, would you would you echo that? I mean, the possession we had seventy eight percent, and it felt like a large chunk of that came at the end of the that half an hour where these two midfielders came on, and it sort of changed the way that West Ham was able to or weren't able to play in the end because they didn't really get a sniff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as soon as soon soon as Cuthbert and Nukes can come on, that definitely changes second half. Add more ball control, springing the balls about what not West Ham was struggling to cope. Yeah, and Serena, I know you mentioned Niskin already, but yeah, you know, I was really impressed with her against Roma. Uh, I liked the look of her against Tottenham, and I was surprised she didn't come on against City at all. And then again against West Ham, she showed that she really should be in you know, Emma Hayes' you know, plans and ideas for this team. Correct me if I'm wrong, or but she was playing the 10, wasn't she? Because she was a dark, sorry, a dark replacement for Kirby, or was it just because my view was on the other side. <laughs> when it happened, Erin came on as like the six, and so then you had Leopold and yeah. Nuskin as the eights. But pretty quickly, oh, okay. Cuthbert moved on from that position, and they were sort of rotating the three of them. But she was probably the the highest midfielder. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, well, she she looked great when she came on. Um, again, I've. I've been in the camp that she should be starting for um, for a while now. Um, so I'm glad she got some minutes. Hopefully we see more of her as she uh, further integrates into the squad. Um, and just echoing what both Owen and Dane said about Aaron, it was such a um, difference between, you know, the Man City game and of uh, on Saturday against West Ham, she just looked more like her usual self um, rather than, you know, being a bit slow um, and lethargic against Man City. Yeah, obviously, as it as it happened, we started to create a few more chances. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll come to you because Lauren James had a good chance she put wide and she missed the one-on-one in the first half. Do you think it's unfair to say we need more from her in these sort of games where we are struggling to break down the opposition? Uh, we need to put a bit more pressure on her shoulders to sort of carry the team, or no, I don't. Do I don't. I, anyone else? No, I don't think it is unfair. I mean, she, she's got to get more, more pressure on her, more chances, more time for her to perform, and then if she keeps keeps getting on chances, hopefully she might she might be getting a few goals here and there. I mean, then I suppose it's you know moving her up that next level of, you know, mm. week out, she's scoring goals a bit like Fran was when she was at a you know, peak of her powers. Mm. Yeah. That is the added pressure that you're going to get when you are a star player in the team as she is. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Don't you agree with that or are you on the side of Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. From from the beginning of last season when, 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 when her game really started to reach a new level and we was... We was insisting on well, insisting like like we have these rights as supporters. Uh, we was we was hoping that more goals and more assists would come, and you know we, we've also seen the World Cup she had. Uh, you know some amazing technical ability, stole some games really, beautiful finishing, and we're going to demand more. You know we, we're one of the best teams in the world, coached brilliantly, a brilliant squad, and we need her to step up. We know the talent she's got. Goals and assists have to come. I think when she missed that, the chance she was talking about the second one, her like uh, goals come up. It was like 50 odd games, like 15 goals. So 15, 34, almost like one every four. So as a, a 
as a player of that talent, I can only presume it's going to get better, but it, it has to get better because you know how we all know how harsh Hemmer can be, as we've explained with Nuskin. We don't know what's going on with Buchanan. Parasite doesn't seem like to be getting much of a look in now. And, you know, she was so strongly willed with uh, Emma, uh, with Lauren early on, wasn't she? Which which has clearly paid off for her career. She really bedded her in that first season. Uh, so she'll be obviously monitoring this, goals and assists and everything. And as an attacking player, like I said, with, with, with Neve maybe popping up to score a goal. You know, we can't always rely on on on, on Kerr scoring. Uh, well, we clearly do because she, she does. But now Kirby coming back and James coming back, we're all going to have to uh, pitch in. Yeah, Serena, obviously, Dane just mentioned Neve Charles and she created the, the next best chance for Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool's played her in on that left-hand side and her cross was deflected and it was a good save by Arnold. Uh, you know, quick reaction save. But what's your, what was your thoughts on her performance, Neve Charles, and her performances this season? Because she's probably been, if you vote in now, she's the player of the year. I was just going to say that, you know, if the votes came in, um, or if we started voting today and the votes came in tomorrow, she would be player of the year for me. Um, I know everyone likes the flashy goal scores. Um, and, you know, unless it's, a super memorable assist. Um, no one ever thinks about the people who uh, serve up those amazing goals, but um, she, she's been absolutely fantastic this season so far. Um, and I've, um, I have been somewhat of a doubter in season past, but you know, she's, um, I'm fully on the need Charles uh, bandwagon now. And I don't think I'm going to come off of it anytime soon. I think Dean as well. I think like that, I completely agree with Serena. I was, you know, I said earlier, I was a right doubter about I wanted her to be more far forward. Let's let's even remember sometimes we, we were struggling for strikes last season and they put her up front. But my point is, I think her fitness levels have really improved. You know, a lot of times it's, it's hard to learn that wing back role, that full back role uh, and she, up and down, up and down. Sometimes you think she, she's blowing, you know, she you could see her like really heavily breathing. But this... I think she's had a good summer, clearly, by training. And I think her fitness levels have has massively improved. They need to, because you need to be fit to play that role. And I think she is really, really fit. Probably at her peak of her fitness. Probably the best I've seen of her fitness since she's been at the club. Yeah, I mean, I mean she's sort of undergoing her Jess Carter transformation, I would say, where she becomes mm. a key part of the team. When before we're questioning where's her best position, where's she going to play? I think at the moment it doesn't matter where she plays as long as she's in the team and she's probably mm. one of the first name on the team sheet. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into a bit more of her because she comes up at the end of, of this. But uh, there was you know, a really good moment at the end of the game. Uh, at Kings Meadow, just stoppage time, someone always dance up, uh, stand up for the champions chant. Uh, so as we were standing up, uh, Chelsea had a throw in it went through all the midfields Liverpool's Nuskin Cuthbert uh, Cuthbert then played a one-two with Jesse Fleming uh, and, and Aaron pulled it away and it was a good goal because it sort of rounded off the performance arena and so I think Chelsea deserved the 2-0 win after that second half performance Yeah I agree um, I always felt that the game was never at risk myself even when you know we were struggling to get going in the earlier parts of the first half it just never felt like you know West Ham were threatening or anything um 
as we mentioned earlier, um, or I, I think it was Owen who mentioned it, that West Ham was set up quite defensively and didn't seem to be content to just play the counter. So I, you know, I, even before the first goal, I, I didn't feel like it was a game we'd, we'd lose. Maybe I'd probably start fretting a bit more if it was still nil nil by, you know, the 70th minute, but um, that's because I just over worry about everything, but <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, a different story. Yeah, there was never any, any doubts that West Ham were going to get back into it, especially after the, the subs in the midfield, because I don't think they had a chance after that, uh, to be honest. Uh, but I mean, it was good to see Aaron go on the score sheet and as we mentioned earlier, it looked like the old Erin on the pitch. You know, she was everywhere, buzzing all over the place. Oh, yeah. So what a difference a week makes for her fitness. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, because I was watching the City game from from um, from in London on, on the Sunday and I thought she didn't have the best of the games then. But between, between that Sunday and then on Saturday, she must have had a good week or so of training because she was, she was absolute quality on Saturday. When... Yeah, she looked like the old Erin and obviously... She got a two hundred two hundredth appearance shirt off of Emma yeah. Hayes before the game, uh, so maybe that put a rocket up her, and she was able to um, get all over the pitch uh, as she came on. Uh, now, Dana, before we sort of end sort of the match review, we have to talk about Aggie Beaver Jones because we do love an academy player coming through, yeah. uh, and she got some good minutes uh, coming on for, for Sam Kerr, and she made a bit of an impression as well. Had a good shot, well saved by Mackenzie Arnold. Yeah, good 15, 15, 16, 17 minutes. Uh I said it's hard to bring on a player, isn't it, when you're when you're one nil up. You want you desperately as a I presume as a coach, you want to give these, these youngsters minutes just to see that there's a pathway to the first team. So a good couple of loans previously. Uh there there was a time where she almost got in on the right quite early on. I can't remember. They uh, West Ham defender, was it Sissoko? Was it they got defender called Sissoko? Yeah. And really recovered well, really. I, I thought she might have been in, Aggie, but really recovered well. And she had a really good shot, maybe a bit too close to the keeper, but the keeper pulled off a good save. Australia's number one, who is a very good keeper. Uh, yeah, so it was nice to see that. Uh, it's encouraging. Uh, we we sort of questioned, didn't we, why she wasn't on the bench against City? Because her suspension was up. Uh but with with obviously with Fischel being injured, you know we we needed that option on the bench to 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 come on and give give Kerr a rest. Yeah, and as Dave mentioned, Serena, that's you know might be the one opportunity she gets. And do you think she did enough to sort of keep her in Emma Hayes' mind? I think so. Yeah, the the good chance obviously will be uh, something that sticks. I thought she you know moved well and generally just didn't look out of place um I will say I was kind of surprised that she didn't just get garbage time minutes she got what was it 12 15 I I can't do math but um she came on on the 16 17 with with injury time Hmm. yeah so she she got a good amount of minutes and I thought she you know did did a good job with the time she had. Um, I'm excited to see if she'll be able to seize this opportunity with officials uh, injury and you know with growing injuries, you never know how long those those can linger for. So, uh, mm-hmm. Aggie might get a good run of games as the uh, the sub here. Yeah, she came on in the 78th minute, and then there were, I think there was five added on. 
to take her to about 17, 18. Uh, but I mean, I thought she looked really quick. Uh, yeah. She's always great for a striker in WSL. Oh, yeah, definitely. The good thing, good thing I, what I always like to see in the WSL is all, all the academy players coming through and getting first team minutes. Yeah, which is always obviously going to be more difficult at clubs like Chelsea than definitely uh, West Ham, let's say. Uh, but if if Fisher is injured for a couple of weeks, then there might be opportunities for her to to play, especially with with Sam Kerr coming back. Uh, now, as always with a with Chelsea win, we do have a player of the match poll. Uh, it's the same four players that featured in Chelsea's poll: uh, Sam Kerr, Jess Carter, Melly Lewis, and Neve Charles. However. Sam Kerr was actually last in our poll with 4%. Uh, Jess Carter got 6%. Liverpool's got 19%. And the one, the runaway winner with 71% of the vote was Neve Charles. Uh, Dave, my vote was actually Liverpool's. I thought she was excellent all game. Mm. Uh, run the show in the midfield. Not complaining with Neve, but what was your choice would have been? Oh, Neve, yeah. Neve. Uh, maybe, as I said, personally, because I was so against her being a wing-back, so... The more I say there, the more more impressed I am with 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 the persistence from Emma and just the just the whole attitude from from Neve, uh, uh, which I think has always been brilliant. So that's a bit of a contradiction. Uh, she's always been a, a team player and always puts the team first. And I can't can't ever would be surprised if she ever got a strop on or anything. But I thought Melanie has had a good game. You know, now she's tired from retired from international football. She'll, she'll be benefited, she'll be able to rest up in those international weeks and it'll only benefit us. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I noticed Melanie, yeah, because I know, as I said, you was quite harsh on her against City. I, I thought you was you was correct with that harshness, but... Uh, obviously it works. Obviously it works, but she was only a sub against City, though, wasn't she? So she only came on. She didn't start against City, did she? Well, now you're asking me to remember things happened a week ago. <laughs> yeah, no, she because it was Ingle, Cuthbert, and Fleming was the midfield. Yeah, so she didn't start. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought she'd had a really good game to answer your question, but I still would have went with Neve. Yeah, uh, I mean, what about you? Where would your vote have been? My vote would have, my vote would have been was Charles as well. Yeah, Serena the same. Yep, Neve Charles. Um, you know, just echoing what Dane said. Uh, wasn't a fan of her playing fullback for the longest time. Um, thought she wasn't the greatest defensively, which was okay when we were playing through at the back and she was more of a wing back. But in a fullback position, you need to get back a bit more. Um, and now I would be shocked if she doesn't start for England in the next international break, especially with um, the other. The other option for wing back or not wing backs, full backs. My apologies. Um, and I think it's still Daly and Bronze, if I'm correct, for England. But Daly mm. sort of started playing out front again. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm always losing track with Daly. Um, but yeah, like if you've got me Charles playing as she is right now, and you've got um, you've got Bronze. You should probably start Charles. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, that's just my opinion. Uh, Lucy Bronze went off to Barcelona game with an ice pack on her knee, and she had to like limp down the stairs. Uh, so whether she's going to be fit or not, I don't know. Obviously, there's another week to go before. Uh, I don't know when the team's announced, but there's another fixture at least before the break. Uh, 
and one thing we didn't really mention tonight um, was you know Nogura writing in the team. She's out injured, and you know Neve filled that gap with the assist, and she provided again for the team. You know, three assists in three games. Uh, you can't ask for much more, and I'm happy that she won our player of the match vote at least, uh, even if she did win Chelsea's, uh, which went to Sam Kerr because she scored a goal, obviously. Um, <laughs> right, That's we're going to take a lot more now, isn't it? What's that? Sorry. That's happened a lot more. Who seems like if it regard if it's say one or two nil, like Saturday was two nil. It always seems to be more happening this season. Whoever scores like the match winning goal always seems to get the player of the match, even though there's probably other players that could have been better on the pitch that deserve the player of the match more than the actual goal scorer. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of people voting that don't actually watch the match and just no, see, see who scored them. Or just like Sam Kerr anyway. Yeah. In fact, Sam Kerr, there was a lot of Australians at the game on Saturday. I noticed uh, coming through uh, to to obviously watch not just Sam. There's a couple of Australians on the pitch, but she obviously is the main attraction uh, at Kings Meadow at the moment. Um, yeah, we're going to take a short break now. When we come back, I want to chat a little bit about the atmosphere, uh, get all the, and get all the details from Serena's UK trip and hopefully encourage uh, others to come and visit us. Uh, before we do that, a reminder that the final few copies of the latest issue of Pink Manor Chronicle, like the Chelsea FC Women's Fan Team, is out now and available to purchase online. Uh, Pink Chronicle is written by the fans for the fans and gives you an unedited fan view of the goings-on around Chelsea FC Women, writers include... Sophie Spittle, Simon Kingman, Harry Edwards, Rebecca Grasby, and many other excellent writers. Uh, you can purchase your copy reduced to just £1 plus postage from www.kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. But there are literally three issues left. Uh, if you want one, you better be quick because they are going to go, uh, which is good for my garage at least. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash Chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Wetsmo Kings Meadow. Uh, now, obviously, the first game of the season we played at Stamford Bridge. This is the first fixture uh, at Kings Meadow. And uh, Owen, I'll come to you first for your thoughts. I thought the atmosphere was a little bit flat. Um, did you feel that as well? 
I thought it did as well. Personally, in terms of game atmosphere, I would like I'd like to see more games at Stamford Bridge, but the only problem I would have with it being there is especially we only seem to get about maybe about twenty or thirty thousand or so tickets roughly sold for Stamford Bridge. I'd like I like to have more games there, but I just need to get the attendances going up more at Stamford Bridge. But in terms of where I where the better atmosphere better atmosphere is that I better atmosphere is at King's Murder than what there is Stamford Bridge for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the ground looked pretty full. Uh, I was a bit surprised when they said it was only 3,000 and something. Uh, I can't remember how much exactly. Uh, I think it was 3-1-3, something like that, I think. Yeah, it looked fuller than that, at least, uh, mm-hmm. unless the machine stopped counting tickets after a while. But obviously, your first time at Kings Meadow, it's so hard to tell yourself. But what did you think of the atmosphere at the game? Um, Circling back to the attendance thing, um. There were quite a few empty seats near where I was. I don't know if it's because they were the more expensive tickets or not, but they were only, I mean, only because I'm used to North American sports prices, but they were only 20 pounds. Um, so that that could explain the attendance numbers. I thought the environment was great. I don't have anything else to compare it to. Again, um, I coming from North America. Um, I Most of the live sports I've watched is hockey and hockey has been so priced out at this point in Canada that it's become a very corporate uh, environment. Not Chanting's not a big thing. Most of the, like a lot of the more expensive seats closer to the ice tend to be filled by um, companies or businesses who have corporate tickets and they people take their clients there and so it's it's a lot of a debtor crowd in those environments whereas at king's meadow you know you've got the supporters group you've got people chanting people you know ooing, eyeing cheering um reacting to what's happening on the pitch i'm personally someone who's more of a silent anxious watcher but i did appreciate everyone else being super vocal <laughs> um on my behalf so i i i personally thought it was great but yeah i don't have a frame of reference um compared to um, other nights at king's meadow yeah but what i said on on the first show we did after the bridge game is i think it's better that 14 thousand people are watching than just three the more fans watching the team, I think, is the better. And you did go to the Emirates on Sunday to watch uh, Arsenal's late comeback uh, against Aston Villa. Uh, did you leave before the end or did you see both the goals? Oh, I always stay until the end. I don't understand people who try and dip out early um, of any sports game, even though there was a NFL game over at Spurs Stadium. So I was getting a little worried that I might get caught up in whatever double game traffic or tube traffic that might result from that yeah I say for that and as much as it pains me to say it was it was a great atmosphere over there there were about just over 35,000 fans um in the stands um some Villa fans I saw on the concourse before um before the game started but so many Arsenal fans it pains me that they get playing at the Emirates so right. 
Yeah. Uh, though I would, if you choose between on the pitch or off the pitch, I think you do choose to be better on the pitch. Uh, and Chelsea do that better than Arsenal. Uh, so that's one thing at least. Uh, Dave, I suppose this was the first game at Kings Meadow. It's the first time we've had allocated season tickets. Uh, so you had I had my seat before I came in. I don't have to worry about it being reserved for me because it's mine. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could have made an you know an impact? You know, it takes time for people to get relationships with people around them. So you had new people around you. Well, actually, I had no one next to me. I had four empty seats, so I don't oh, know how it's personal. I think someone's trying to tell you something. I could make it maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's up, that's up in the air. Well, you are blackballed at the club, so they probably recognised your name when they were sorting it out and they stuck you wearing a corner on your own. No one around you? No, it's with all my, loads of my friends, all of them, all two of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like when you move to a new stadium, isn't it? And, 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 you know, you, you, you notice new people or you, or you move your season ticket or you move your seat in, in like, like I did at, Stanford Bridge a couple of years ago I moved from one section to another and you have to sort of build up those relationships you don't really know anyone and then you're questioning who is actually a season ticket holder and who isn't and then after two three four five games you're like okay you must be as well uh yeah it's gonna it takes time and sometimes you know you have that ignorant expectation with such a successful team don't you but or you just have different personalities like Serena said you know I'm quite similar to her sometimes a little bit of a uh Sheep, and you know, if it's rowding, it, it's going. I'm, I'm cheering. If we're losing, I'm sitting there glum, like with my, with my, my, my face in my, in my hands, uh, and sometimes a bit of a nervous watcher. So it's hard to bring all these things together. Uh, but you know, we, we, you have seen and we've heard on, on, on games previously, you know, it can be quite a, a good little atmosphere there, you know, a small stadium close to the pitch, the, the players feel it, the sport was filled that the players know it and, 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 it all comes together. So, you know, it's one of those things, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, I always think that, you know, the team plays well, the atmosphere is better. And for large periods of the game, it was pretty dull. And yeah. it was cold, uh, really cold, if you didn't have a coat like me. Oh, yeah. 100%. As well. Definitely. Because I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm where I'm sat now, because I've got an allocated seat for my season ticket. Um, Near enough along the back row where the supporters group was, and that wasn't that wasn't as loud and as cheery as what as what it normally was. So I think that I think the performance on the pitch also that had a factor in for us at the back as well. But when when the when it came into the second half, when those Emma made those couple of substitutions, it all started started up again. So so you said it was a little bit too cold, did you, Dean? Shall we ask the Canadian, who probably knows what cold is, to uh, give her opinion on the uh, temperature and how cold it actually was? <laughs> I'm the wrong Canadian to ask. Um, I'm from Vancouver, so it's oh. the warmest part of Canada. So I thought it was cold. Ah, oh, rubbish. <laughs> when I left home to come to the game, it was nice. And I thought yeah. I'm going to bother going to back to my coat. And then as I was selling the fanzine, it was getting colder and colder. And then it got dark. Uh, and then no one was next to me, so I could feel the air. And I wanted, you know, a nice big uh, fat man to come and sit down. So snuggle up close to him, but he never turned up, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, Story of your life. Yeah, he is, I'm afraid. Uh, Jane had a big coat, but she wouldn't share it with me. A bit oh. hard, I thought. She had, like, an Arsene Wenger coat on. It's only a little thing as well. Could have had an arm each, but never mind. <laughs> 
Um, now, enough about the atmosphere. We'll see how it improves uh, if it does next week. Um, Messerina, obviously, as we discussed, you're from, uh, from Canada. You made the trip over. Uh, how long have you been over, first of all? It's Monday, right? <laughs> so it's hard to keep track of days on vacation. So I landed Tuesday afternoon. It's about just about a week at this point. Yeah, and was how big an influence was Chelsea in coming over? Because obviously, um, London's a great place to visit. Yeah, I've never been to London before, and I'm a huge fan of musicals so I've always wanted to visit anyways but the timing of the trip was a combination of needing to use up my vacation days for the end of the year and uh, working around the uh, working around Chelsea's schedule so I would say it, it was an important factor uh, I know on Discord you mentioned how far away King's Meadow was from central London have you stayed inside central London? Yeah, I'm in West London right now, um, and I, yeah, hearing you guys talk about it previously, about how far away it is, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize how spread out London was in general until I started punching in some addresses and figuring out how to get to places by Google Maps, and then I realized even from where I am, it takes about half an hour on the tube to get into central central London like you know all the big tourist trap places and then to get to uh uh King's Meadow was a bit of an adventure I did make a pit stop at um Richmond because um I'm a big Ted Lasso fan as well so I thought (laughs) I'd stop by there on the way um but yeah it was a lot farther than I thought it would be Mm. Yes, it's, it's we. I call it Surrey, uh, not London. Uh, no. It's a different county altogether. Um, you mentioned the pit stop at Richmond. Uh, what else, apart from Chelsea, what else have you done over here? Um, as you mentioned earlier, I did see the Arsenal Villa game at the Emirates, which was unfortunately a pretty cool game to see. Um, I've seen a couple of musicals. Um, I did a tour of Parliament. Um, oh, I, yeah, I did a tour of Shakespeare's Globe and saw the Scottish play. So that was pretty fun mm-hmm. as well. And then apart from that, it's been a lot of just wandering around, eating good food, um, seeing pretty sights. Um, try not to aggravate my fractured ankle <laughs> too much while walking on the um, uneven pavement and or cobblestone paths. Mm. And obviously the highlight oh. of the trip was, you know, the trip to King's Meadow uh, and buying yeah. the fanzine, of course. Um, what did King's Meadow sort of, what was you expecting and how did it live up to that expectation? Um, I can't believe I forgot this because I did this this morning, but I also did the Stamford Bridge Stadium tour, which was pretty cool. Um yeah, so King's Meadow was, um, I I love my experience there um, from uh, just getting up, walking up to the gates. Um, 
people were already chatting each other up like they had known each other for a while which is again something I'm not too accustomed to um, based on my experience watching hockey in Vancouver because it is you know it's a bigger stadium and um, and also yeah more of a corporate crowd and I can't afford season tickets for those because those can go up to 20,000 Canadian dollars per season mm. a year um yeah it was it was great I snagged a photo with Stanford and Bridget which was mm. amazing um got a photo with uh the the two trophies as well the WSL and the FA Cup that was uh, in the bar area um grabbed the beer was surprised that you can't bring a beer to your seat while watching the game which was also something new for me but upon reflection that makes more sense <laughs> um and yeah it was it was a good time i really enjoyed it yeah it's only football you can't take your beer into the seats um mm-hmm. any other sport you can do it uh, so it's, it's crazy because when when I'm when I'm across the pond and Jesus Christ, I walk up the aisles with popcorn, chocolate, crisps, beer, and you could just sit there in your flip flops and in the sun and have a nice beer and watch. In this instance, sort of MLS or baseball, or whatever it's, uh, it's crazy. But as Serena said, probably probably correct as well. Considering how how some people can get quite excited under the influence, it's funny that Serena talking about uh, Richmond because I used to go college there. And spent many a uh, drunken student night in the one of the now famously filming locations for Ted Lasso. So it's quite surreal seeing it on uh, on on TV. And when American friends come over who I follow on Instagram and they're doing all the touristy bits like Serena did and going out to Richmond and taking pictures and just thinking, dear Lord, it's, a, it's a, brings back some some very painful memories. But Richmond is a gorgeous area, so it's a, it's it's nice to see it getting getting that exposure as well. Yeah, I've only seen Ted Lasso through TikTok. You've never watched it? Well, I feel like I've watched it from TikTok. Oh, so. no, you're missing out. It is, it, it, it's, it, you can see... There's a lot of ignorance towards it because you know when 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 you get North America meeting, I suppose British football soccer. Uh, but I think the balance is is perfect. You have the humour and the ag- arrogance from both sides meet really well, and there's a really good balance. But obviously, you've got some amazing writers, uh, including like Brett Goldstein, who uh, only is a very talented actor who plays. Uh, who's he playing it? Who's Brett Goldstein playing it? Uh, Come, Serena, help me out. Um, uh, I'm freezing right now. Roy Roy Kent. Kent. Yeah. 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 Who's Chelsea a, a, legend. Yeah, the, the Chelsea Roy legend that caused a lot of stir. Yeah, he's also a really talented writer, stand-up comedian. I think he's doing a quite a successful tour in North America at the moment. Uh, he's also written for Shrinking, which was on Apple TV, which is really good. Uh, but yeah, no, you should give Ted Lasso, a, especially with the winter months now coming in and, and you know, some staying in the house a little bit more. No, you should give Ted Lasso a chance. I'll try it. They filmed um, the, so the fictional team is Richmond uh, AFC, and I believe their home ground is filmed at Selhurst Park, according yeah. to a Google I did recently. Yeah. yeah you don't want to travel to Selhurst Park, though. 
that's not a London tourist attraction at all. <laughs> um, all the surrounding areas. Um, so, Serena, so any advice you would give to any listeners, you know, in the states or elsewhere uh, that are thinking about coming over? What would your advice to them be? Well, definitely watch a Chelsea women's game, whether it be at Stamford Bridge or Kings Meadow. Um, I love Kings Meadows, so that would be my recommendation, but I've never been to a game at Stamford Bridge, so I can't say otherwise. Um, stay near a tube station mm. <laughs> would be my advice. Um, and, you know, if it's a Saturday evening game at Kings Meadow, be prepared to spend a while waiting at the bus station. Um, yeah. <laughs> or... Um, call an uber which i recently i was i was incorrectly told that uber did not exist here which is why i waited for the bus and then i met up with a friend who is from london um yesterday who told me that i've been lied to so i'm a little salty about that but it's okay yeah the bus stops always uh very busy place after match days yeah Um, would recommend walking a little bit out of the way I mean, you can walk, and I think you can. It's about 10 or 15 minutes away. I don't know how many people who watch the games know, but I wonder how many people don't know that you can walk to and from Norberton in about 10 or 15 minutes. That's yeah, what I, I did, but I, I didn't leave right after the game because yeah. um, I happened to get the seat in the first row right next to the players' tunnel, so I was trapped by all the children um, after the <laughs> all game. The, all the children and Dean. Well, I stayed yeah. this time, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so that took me a while to get out of, and I decided to just take advantage, snap the photo with Ashley Lawrence. Um, mm. But yeah, that by the time I got into Kingston, it was maybe 8, 8.15, so waiting for a bus of that time was a bit more um, mm. more of a challenge was that the only picture you got with Ashley Lawrence yeah I mean I I didn't want to you know bulldoze over the children so I, I played the Canadian card with Ashley and then <laughs> you know um, got out of there I did the same thing in Orlando. I thought, you know, I'd let them have their moment with the pictures. Then I saw Kaka run for a walk for, and I elbowed everyone out of the way to get a picture with him. Yeah. Oh, that that reminds me. While this was all happening, and the children were all, you know, doing their thing, um, girl came up at one point, and someone asked her about, you know, her injury, and she mentioned that it was um, something to do with her right ankle. So that's my investigative reporting. <laughs> For the week, yeah, all the explosives uh, went smoking. But I'm going to ask you to try and pinpoint, you know, one moment from your trip, your highlight, the one your 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 best highlight. Apart from this show, apart from this show, and obviously meeting me outside, uh, two huge moments in anyone's life. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, um, central moments in my life that I'll remember forever. <laughs> <laughs> um. It would have to be the game. I just had so much fun. Um, I, you know, I was just able to sit back and enjoy the game, take in the atmosphere. Um, and it was, it was great. Just there's, there's nothing like watching, 
live football, right? And it's it's so much um, it's so much better than watching it on on the TV, especially at mm-hmm. a reasonable time and not four a.m. in the morning. Nah, yeah, I would never get up that early to watch anyone. So yeah, my hat is off to all our supporters across uh, the world that get up super early or stay up super late. Uh, I struggle just at you know normal times, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Sadly, uh, that is all we've got time for. Uh, there is. Dan, uh, good to see you again, as always. No predictions, no, this week. But what are you predicting? Who, we, I think. We've got a game coming up. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. Okay. Only Monday. Mm. Why are we doing a, a, a uh, preview? Can't, because you're on a different show. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. You could have hosted it, but there you go. Anyway. Yeah, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to share the uh, screen time with with Owen and Serena on their debuts on this show. Uh, and yeah, really enjoyed it. Always, obviously enjoyed talking about our amazing football team. It's nice to hear people's experiences as well and how their how their journey takes them to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah always excellent. Uh, Owen, good to see you and have you on the show. Thank you. There's one thing I forgot to mention at the start. Go for it. When we um played Aston Villa in the FA Cup semi final last year, yeah, it it took me. Guess how long it took me just getting there. Where from? From my hometown in Thatcham. To to Warsaw. Yeah. Bearing in mind the way I would have gone was closed, and I had no way of getting through, so I had to go up through London around that way. How long should it have taken you? It should have taken about. Two and three quarter hours. Five hours. Yeah. Just over six and a quarter. Ouch. Oof. At least we won. Yeah, that is true. That is the main point. <laughs> six hours to lose. Uh, yes. Just over six and a quarter hours getting there and about five and a half getting back. Yeah. All in the day. All in the day. An hour round trip. Yeah. As Dean said, at least they won, though. Yeah, that is true, yeah. Was it cold as well? I'm trying to remember. I think that was back in April times. So it was not, not too bad that day. Yeah, we well, got to see a um, lot, of, lot of the UK, I suppose, in the eleven hours uh, up <laughs> Hawthorn back. Uh, wouldn't recommend it, but there you go. That is true. Uh, I was on one train for nearly two, one for about an hour and forty-five minutes from Euston to Birmingham New Street. I thought, oh god. Yeah, this is why I drive everywhere. Mm. I hate yeah. public transport so much. The things we uh, do for this team, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, it's a great to have you on the show and uh, great to meet you, obviously, as well. Uh, hope you enjoyed your trip to, to our little island. Thanks for having me, and I have. I'll be back at some yeah. point. Safe journey home, and we'll see you in Discord, of course, um, over the coming week, I'm sure. Uh, now remember if you want to follow the show on social media you can do uh, we're on Twitter at Mo Kings Meadow we're on Instagram at Went to Mo Kings Meadow uh, I am at Dean Mears uh, Dane's at DWIT9 Serena is at Capt Toe Drag that's C-A-P-T-T-O-E-D-R-A-G uh, I suppose we could ask you to explain that uh, it's a antiquated um, Twitter user handle um, from 2012 it's a toe drag is a hockey term where you, it, it's hard to describe without motioning how it works, but essentially it's a way to sh- 
shoot and score a goal into the net. It doesn't make any sense now, but I'm too lazy to change it. <laughs> 2012 was a long time ago. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, and it's more original than just your name, like me. Uh, and then you've got Owen as well on Owen Arm 942-82975. Is that your phone number, is it, Owen? No. <laughs> No, no, literally, I just create, literally just created a Twitter account, and then I thought, oh, I can't be bothered to change my name or whatnot, so I'll just leave that as it is. Yeah, well, we'll leave them in the description as well, so you can just click on the link, uh, rather than trying to remember all of that. Uh, we'll be back next week in our usual Tuesday time slot. We'll be joined by uh, Rich Bates and Sophie Spittle to review the Brighton game uh, at the weekend. And a reminder for our Patreon, if you love what we do and want to help support the show, create content, you can sign up. To become a Patreon scene ticket holder for just £5 a month, uh, you help the show continue to create uh, content for you. Uh, you can do that at www.patreon.com forward slash went to Mo Kings Meadow and a shout out to the legendary Ben who's in Mixler who signed up this week. Uh, we appreciate you for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.